0: To q Radio. What's going on, people? I would like to welcome all of you to another Q-on-one edition of the talk to q Radio show. My name is Quincy. And this is my show. And with the Q-on-ones, what I like to do is interview people. Sometimes they can be local entrepreneurs or they could be someone um, who's doing their thing worldwide. Um, So it's an opportunity for you to get to know these people up and close and learn their story and what gave them the passion to do what they do or provide the type of service they provide.
1: When we're in extreme closed quarters for an extended period of time, we tend to feel trapped. That can trigger anxieties that makes us difficult to deal with at times. Little things turn into big things, and before you know it, you're at each other's throats. So what can you do to recognize and avoid this? Well, I have a guest who will chop things up with me and give her two cents on the matter. She's from the Pelican State of Louisiana. She has a very intriguing podcast called Dope Discussions with Erica. Please welcome Erica Warren to the Talk to Q radio show. Erica, how's it going?
2: It's going great, Quincy. How are you today?
1: I'm doing well. I'm doing well, you know, doing the quarantine thing and um, sitting at the crib and trying to be safe and all that good stuff, Um, as most people are across the country. And so, yeah. uh, how are things at your end? Uh, I mean, well, first of all, let's let's do this. Tell tell the listeners a little bit about your show and how you got started with podcasting.
2: Well, listeners, my show is called Dope Discussions with Erica, and I started podcasting last year in October. And what made me mm-hmm. start podcasting was I became. Um, a first-time author in a book, um, an anthology called Dear Young Woman. And from that experience, um, I wanted to keep, you know, the, the lines of communication open that was started with the book and me sharing my story in the book. So My first podcast that I started was called The Code of Sisterhood, and it was, you know, specifically for women to have a platform to come and have conversations with me about topics that we tend to shy away from, um, you know, Mm -hmm. as women that we hide behind. And so I started the podcast for that, to have women to come in and have those discussions and open it up and then let the world in on the type of conversations that we as women have with each other that we don't share with the world. So I started that podcast and then, you know, I wanted to branch off and get the male and female perspective on a lot of different topics like dating and relationships, parenting, divorce, you know, um career, current events, entertainment, everything. So I didn't want to just limit myself to you know a specific um topics i wanted to you know be able to cover a broad range and so that's when i started dope discussions with my co-host um george livas and the crazy thing about it is he and i have never met each other in person we only have um really? communicated over right we met on facebook and we Connected that way because he also has another podcast that he does, and I started following that one, and that's why, you know, we came together and we collaborated on this one, and so we do our episodes every week remotely, but we have plans to get together, you know, and do it in person, but, you know, he feels like a big brother to me. You know, and that's the power of social media—is how you branch out and meet people that you never would have met. You know, just in your own hometown, and that right, brings right. me to your show, and that's why I'm here with you today.
1: Gotta love social media when it's done right. And, exactly. Uh, and I. Okay, so uh, now I'm not familiar with the name George. I guess it does, he goes by Gator on the show, right? Yeah,
2: yeah, that's his, that's his <laughs> nickname and his old rap stage name. So we, I called him Gator. <laughs> okay, so
1: I mean, you and your co-host Gator, I mean, it is true, y'all will discuss almost anything. Um, I know some of the shows I've listened to recently. You've discussed dealing with closure in relationships, uh, giving your mate mm-hmm. access to the passcodes on your cell phone how to tell your friend that their significant other is playing them. And I think my favorite so far was you two discussing um, if a woman should, quote, unquote, consult with her man before cutting her hair. Now, that one I really enjoyed. Well, so thank you, I think thank you. That, uh, you two hit on a lot of great topics over there at Dope Discussions with Erica, and you can find that almost anywhere, too. You're on Spotify, uh, Anchor, you're kind of all over the
2: place. Right, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, um, Apple, and Google Podcasts. Okay, okay. All right, so let's get into this whole coronavirus
1: thing. I mean, um, now is it affecting your immediate area very much? I know Louisiana, Louisiana was hit kind of hard.
2: Yes, we are. Um, we're kind of, you know not say panic but i'm i'm taking it a lot more seriously than you know weeks before um right. watching the numbers gradually go up up and up every day um so when our when our governor did his first you know um press conference and he you know put the stay at home order in place he showed us some statistics of the numbers and our numbers are have surpassed Italy's, and Italy is a whole country. And we're just a state.
1: the mm-hmm.
2: Lord. Yeah, so it's getting bad. You
1: yeah. Know? Um, and, and I you know, think
2: I... that he really should put a stricter plan in place because these people are not taking it as seriously as they should.
1: Not at all. I agree with you. I'm right next door to you um, in Mississippi. I live in the Jackson area. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, our governor essentially is like, you know what, we'll try to get as, make it as close to business as usual as possible, and I just don't think it's a good idea, you know. Um, so I expect our numbers to shoot up, too. I think we just crossed the 500 mark as far as diagnosis. I mean, we're going up by the 100s every day, it seems like.
2: Right. When those test results are rolling back out, the the thing about it is people have probably been walking around with it for a while. It's just now they're getting tested.
1: Right. Exactly. I mean, so do you think that quarantine is the answer or is it to the point we should just let it run its course and deal with it that way maybe?
2: I do believe that isolating and quarantine is going to help the situation because how the virus is working, it feeds off of the more people it can come in contact with, the longer it can run its course. If it has nothing to feed off on, it's like a parasite. If a parasite doesn't have a host, eventually it's going to die. But by Mm -hmm. us just continuously doing what we normally do and giving the virus access to more people, that's what's causing it to spread. So okay, I do okay, believe okay. quarantine yeah. is is a good part of the answer.
1: Yeah, yeah, and that definitely makes sense and because it's like now when I'm out in public if someone sneezes or coughs, oh my goodness. It's almost like it's almost like a gunshot in a nightclub. You just run to the door, you know. <laughs> and, and so and, you know, and you're right, like,
2: and I've been seeing a lot of, you know, people making fun of it on social media with the videos, but they are not uh-huh. too far from the truth. <laughs> <laughs>
1: not at all. It could cause a panic. So, All right, so the quarantine um, um, has forced a lot of people to stay home a lot more than usual. Um, So there are a lot of families who are spending an increased amount of time with each other. And let's talk kids first, Uh, and I mean Mm -hmm. small kids. You know, they're usually at daycare or in school five days a week while the parents are at work. Now both parents and kids are home 24-7 for those who are, you know, trying to work from home. So how can parents yeah. adapt to having small kids around 24-7, you know, especially the parents trying to work from home?
2: Who that um, I like <laughs> to say is I pray for them, and I, I feel sorry for them because, you know, all of my kids are, are teenagers and older, so I don't have that issue okay. anymore. Um, okay. But I can just imagine how that is, um, You know, if you're trying to work from home, you know, you got little small kids, they like to eat all day, Um, they want attention, Um, they get into stuff, Um, and then being in the situation where you got to keep them inside, whoo, I can't even imagine. I would say, you know, and I know a lot of these school systems are starting to you know, set up online schooling for the kids. So they will have some stuff to do during the day, um, you know, as far as still doing their schoolwork and engaging with their teachers online. So I think Mm -hmm. that should help out a lot. And then I know, um, our school system is actually doing, that's another aspect of it is, um, the concern was that a lot of these kids, they don't get, um, you know, the proper meals at home that they get at school. So our school system is putting a system in place. At first, you could go to the school during certain hours and pick up a lunch to go, but they shut that down because, you know, they felt like that was putting people t- too much at risk. So now they set yeah. up um, a delivery plan. If you sign up for it, they will actually deliver the meals to your home. So I think that's awesome. I've never heard of that before. Most definitely. I I think, yeah, that's great.
1: And um, it's nice to see things like that come together in a time of need. Um, Of course, you know, it would be nice if society had this type of mindset all of the time and not just when we're going through some stuff. But um, it's good to see things like that happen. Yes. And um, yes. do you think that this quarantine session is going to make parents appreciate what teachers go through a little bit more? Oh, yes. teachers go through it on a daily basis.
2: <laughs> yes, yes. They will get to see, you know, because these kids are on a, a schedule. They're used to being in school at this time of the yeah. day every day. So it's yeah. hard for them to break out of, you know, their daily routine so you're going to see how your child acts at school eventually, <laughs> sometime during the day. And I ain't going to lie, a lot of these parents feel like these are not my kids. These are the school's kids. <laughs> <laughs> I send my kids to school to get a break from them. So I need y'all to take <laughs> these kids. <laughs>
1: Uh, if nothing else comes from this, teachers should get raises, sure enough. I mean, they oh, already yeah. deserve them. But more than anything, everyone should understand what they go through at this point. And, as a, you know, I don't have any kids, but um, I know plenty of people who do. And, you know, the grocery bill mm-hmm. is ridiculous. And, you know, kids don't mm. use their school stomach when they're at home. They they go to the, to the cabinet every fifteen twenty 20 minutes. Yes, and I have
2: uh, teenagers, so so. it's times three.
1: Mm, That's rough.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right, so let's talk about how the
1: self-quarantine thing affects relationships. You know, sure, things may be fine for a a few days, maybe even a week, but with no end Mm -hmm. in sight, a lot of people's relationships come out in a worse place than before when you're constantly up under one another, you know. So do you have Mm -hmm. to set up boundaries with your significant other to help the relationship during the moments of cabin fever?
2: I would definitely say so, and this is me speaking from my own personal experience and my own personality. I'm um, an introverted person, so I need a lot of uh, me time to recharge and, you know, be able to um, interact with people. Um, an okay. introvert and an extrovert in a house together, they really have to have a deep understanding of each other's personalities and needs because that can clash. You know, an extrovert needs a lot of um, interaction with people. They're very outgoing. They like to talk You know, they like to be, you know, involved in, you know, in your personal space. An introvert values their personal space, and they need that time to regroup so they can come back and be more sociable. So if you got an extrovert and an introvert closed up together in a tight space, (laughs) and they don't understand each other's boundaries, yeah, that can cause some issues, Um I think a lot of people are going to really see if they like the person they're in a relationship. You might love them, (laughs) but do you really like them? (laughs) Because a lot of times, work. Yeah, work and things outside of the home help you deal with what's going on inside of the home because you have an escape once you don't have that escape anymore you really have to look at it and deal with it and i did hear that um divorce lawyers have been reporting that they've their calls have increased since this quarantine oh, wow. of people inquiring about you know divorce proceedings so that's unfortunate then again you it know is. how however you look at it it could be unfortunate But it could be fortunate because some people may have been in a situation that they knew they should have been out of a long time ago, and this is just helping them go ahead and face that fact. So you can look at it both ways. It could be an unfortunate situation, or it could be for the better.
1: Yeah, but it's like, I get it. I do think you have to set boundaries to where, Maybe you establish, hey, at certain points of the day, you go in this room, I go in that room, and we do our own mm-hmm. thing for a little bit or something like that. Because if you're constantly sitting on the couch 24-7 looking at that person like, man, look at her. She's just breathing <laughs> in and out, and she keeps doing it and and blinking. I mean, just look at She blinked again. I, I just think that stuff will get to you at some point. And we don't want to wind up on first 48, you know. So it's like I think you do have she to set some boundaries. for One
2: sure. more time,
1: I know, right? because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you know your imagination takes over. It's like I can feel the wind, the wind off of her lashes every time she blinks. It's bothering <laughs>
2: me. So. I I and sincerely then, hope though that it brings people closer together. That's what I would pray for and hope, but we shall see.
1: But like, what about the whole physical physical closeness type of thing, all right, as far as intimacy? I mean, what if you're dealing with someone who's like the touchy-feely type and they're just always trying to, like, wedge a leg up under you or just hold you or something like that? <laughs> I can only imagine that would drive
2: you nuts, too. Yeah, if you're not, you know, if you're not a person, you know, or even if you are that type of person, you can get too much of anything. Too much of anything can be right. bad. And as far That's as true. me being an introverted person, too much of inside time is not good for me either. Even though I love my me time, too much of it starts to cause me to feel isolated and mm-hmm. you know, cut off from the world. And then that's when I kick in to my other side where I do want to get out. I do want to socialize. I do want to interact with people. So too much of anything could be bad. So if you're up under somebody all the time and you're constantly want to rub and hug on them and they're like, come on, give me some space. (laughs) (laughs) That person that wants that interaction will take that personally, you know, and be hurt, hurt by it you know, if they don't understand the other person's needs.
1: Yeah, that's that's rough for those who aren't um on the same page with that. You're just trying to chill on the couch and they want to wrap your leg in this hot love bond <laughs> or something. I I don't know. It's just that's rough. You know, mm-hmm. so, all right, so what about the people who live alone? Um how do they cope with this with the self quarantine? If you live alone, I mean uh you know how can others look out for you as well?
2: Well, this is where technology is going to be your best friend. You know, if you don't want to feel <laughs> isolated and cut off from the world, you may you can still you know FaceTime with friends. You know, talk to them frequently during the day on the phone. Social media is a great um, outlet, um, or you know, do something productive like. That book you always wanted to write, you can start writing that book, that book you always wanted to read. You can start reading that book. Take an online course. Um, you know, spend more time with your kids. Get more involved in their lives because um, that's what I think this time and what we're going through is going to be a good reflection for everybody to all of the things that you miss on a daily basis, all of the little things that you take for granted, um, those things should be magnified right now, you know. And I was thinking about this earlier, how we're so connected with, you know, we want to stay so in touch with the outside world on social media and through other outlets that we lose connection with the people who are actually in the house with us. So this could be right. a, a a great time for that to come into play where people start putting put down your phones, put down your computers, put down your laptops, put down the Xbox remote and engage with the people in your house because 9 times out of 10 we don't do that enough.
1: Okay. Make some good points there and that's some advice that I can probably take myself I mean I do live alone so I've been wearing some Netflix out Uh, (laughs) and I go I try to check on my father my father also lives alone he doesn't stay too far from me so I try to check on him but uh, you're you're right I'm definitely using uh, social media more and lord knows how many gigabytes of the internet I've gone through uh, (laughs) lately I've pretty much searched the end of the internet but I completely understand what you're saying. I think it does give you an opportunity to get in touch with some of the things that we take for granted these days. And uh, I mean, but all of this is is unprecedented for this country. So we'll wait. We we'll have to wait and see how things turn out. And I'm hoping that it all goes away soon because I missed the option to travel and hang out and things of that nature. Um, but before I let you go, I, I you mentioned um, a book. Earlier, And you have a book coming out soon, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I think it can be mm-hmm. pre-ordered now.
2: What is the title
1: of the book, and what is it
2: about? The title of the book is In Spite of It All, and it's an anthology. It's a collection of stories, true life testimonies from a group of amazing, um, courageous women, I would say, because <clears throat> these women are sharing Parts of their life that they haven't shared with the world at all, um, some mm-hmm. of them are sharing real real painful testimonies of something that they experienced and overcame in their life and it's really um it's to inspire you know other women. Um, the last book that I did was called "Dear Young Woman." It was geared toward younger women um to give them advice. But this one is for women of all ages, and I feel like everybody will be able to identify and see themselves in one of these women's testimonies because they're sharing um, stories about depression, you know, suicidal thoughts, you know, picking themselves Mm. up after a divorce, you know, trying to move on and pick up the pieces of their life. Um, I have, I think, two women in the book are, are sharing their experience with losing a a child, you know, a a newborn baby and having that baby pass away and, you know, how they had to deal with that and move on with their their lives. Um, I have one lady in there who her fiancé was murdered. You know, they were set to be married within a few weeks, and he was murdered, and she, you know, went into a deep depression. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's some it's some heavy stuff in there, but it's so inspirational because all of the women, you know, credit their relationship with God and how that brought them back out of that dark, dark time in their life, you know, and how mm-hmm. they move forward and what they learned from it. And now they want to share it with the world. So I, I just commend them. I was watching a few of the ladies they were doing an online interview about their testimony and and, and I tell you it was my first time hearing it because all of the stories have not all come together yet because we're still in um production of the book but hearing their stories for the first time had me all choked up and emotional just to be
0: I you know imagine. in a
2: project with them and watching them today and hearing what they went through it's amazing when you hear people's stories you ever heard that saying you don't look what you've been you don't look like what you've been through yeah these women do not look like what they've been through so i think it's going to touch a whole lot of people um me myself i share a chapter in the book about my experience as a young girl growing up without my father in my life and how that affected me all the way up to my adulthood and how mm-hmm. I didn't even realize that it had that deep of an effect on me, you know, until I had to really step back and um, have a have a meeting with God and let God show me myself and, um, you know, how I was still holding that and how I was still hurting from that and how I would not let myself admit that. Um, and how that would affect all of the relationships in my life after that. So I share my testimony about that and how I overcame and how I was able to, you know, forgive my father for not being in my life. So I Hmm. think every woman will be able to identify with one of these stories in this book, if not more than one. So that's that's the In Spite of It All. It's coming out this summer. Hopefully we'll still stay on track with the timelines because of this virus. We've been pushed back a little bit, but we still yeah. are optimistic that it will be out, you know, this summer.
1: That's great. And I think that um it's wonderful that you're giving um these ladies a voice as well. Um like part of the inspiration for me to do a radio show, I mean it was always kind of a just a bucket list thing for me once I realized there were opportunities for me to do so on the internet but part of it was to mm-hmm. give people a voice give them an opportunity to be heard which is why my show is called the talk to Q radio show and not listen to you," because it's not about me or me talking it's about the people who call in um, so what inspired you to be the one to help these young ladies or these women um, channel their voices for others to be inspired and encouraged by their stories
2: Well, it started with me wanting to share my story. And and it's so weird because all of my life, I've been such a very private person. And I would always put on this facade that, you know, everything's going okay. Nothing's wrong. I'm okay. You know, life is good. But behind closed doors, you know, I was a mess. And I feel like that's what a lot of women do and we hold ourselves to such a high standard you know out in public that we don't allow ourselves to be vulnerable we don't allow ourselves to admit that we don't have it all together we don't allow ourselves to admit that we need help sometimes a lot of times we need help and so hmm. i thought it would be so um powerful if Women that we see out in public, out and about, we look at them and we think they have it all together, and then they tell us, this is just what I look like right now. I don't always have it all together. I've been a mess. I've been depressed. I've been, you know, I've had low self-esteem. You know, I've been in relationships where I've let people walk all over me. When you hear someone else tell that story and you can identify with it, It it frees you up to be more um, human because a lot of women are walking around here with this superhuman, you know, facade that we put on for the world. We got to allow ourselves to be human because that's going to decrease the rate, you know, of suicides because – The social media is very good, but it can also be very bad because you can get on social media and you can look at everybody else's news feed and think that their life is perfect while you know you're suffering. Right, everybody's balling. Right, right. And so you get this false sense of what life is like out there, and you know your life is not like that, and that makes you not want to live anymore. So we have to be more real with people. We have to tell people the real ugly truth not just the pretty stuff that we want the world to see and um, and that's why I wanted all of these women to really get together and share their stories so other women can be more comfortable being you know real
1: that's what's up I completely understand that and can appreciate that so uh, where can people get a copy of your book
2: well my website is up and running um they can purchase a pre-order of the book. It comes with free shipping and a free gift. Every pre-order is going to come with free shipping and a free gift before we release the book, you know, to Amazon, to the mainstream. So you can go to my website, and it's it's bit.ly forward slash God's Girl 45, and that's capital G-O-D-S capital G-I-R-L, and the number 45. So that's bit.ly forward slash God's Girl 45, 45, I'm sorry. And you can get a pre-order of the book, and I'm going to um, personally autograph the book. You get free shipping, and you get a free gift.
1: That's what's up. Okay. And um, I also have a link to that uh, website on my uh talk to q radio show um show page as well for those um who can click on it there and uh i have really enjoyed this dope discussion with you erica <laughs> thanks so much for joining the talk to q radio show and uh maybe it I was can get my back pleasure and you're
2: welcome you're welcome to my platform as well i can't wait to have you i would
1: appreciate that i really would and I hope I can get you back on um, in the future and maybe bring Gator along and we'll discuss some relationship and dating topics.
2: Yes, I look forward to that. That would be awesome. Okay. All right,
1: everyone. So, Google Dope Discussions with Erica, and um, she'll pop up all over your screen. She's everywhere. Uh, I also have a link to her show on the Talk to Q Radio Show um, website, so you can go there. Uh, Be sure to check out her podcast and also... Order or pre-order the book in spite of it all um, and go ahead and get in on that and get your free gifts. She's giving everything away free, even free shipping. So, uh, <laughs> And in the meantime, you can check out her other book. Uh, you said it's called The Young Woman Anthology?
2: Yeah, it's called Dear yeah. Young Woman.
1: Dear Young Woman, I'm sorry. Yeah, so check out mm-hmm. Dear Young Woman. I mean, this is the perfect time to get caught up on some reading. Okay, and this will give you an opportunity for you to go in your room and your significant other go in their room or the kids go somewhere else, and that way you all are separate and you can relax your mind and you're not choking each other and all that good stuff. So, uh, yeah, great time to get in some reading, and, you know, you can do that with her book. So, uh, Erica, again, I appreciate you coming on the show, and I hope to talk to you again soon.
2: Well, thank you so much. And listeners, y'all, stay safe, stay healthy out there. And enjoy your weekend.
0: And that's going to do it for this T2Q podcast. Go to TalkToQ.com, and that way you can sign up for the email newsletter and be alerted to new shows as they come out. I'm on Twitter at TalkToQ, and that's Talk, the number two Q. So I want to thank all of you for listening to this podcast of T2Q, and I'll see you next
2: time.